airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you for joining us today. I'm mm-hmm. Miki. And I'm Will. And our brother Richard is over in Studio CC. We appreciate him. We'll try to get the phone lines open in the last segment of the show. Get your take on our conversation today. Mm-hmm. Today's topic asks the question, what about legacy? Mm-hmm. What about legacy? Um, as President Trump is going out and President Biden is coming in, um, you know, I think it causes quite a, quite a few people to uh, to take a step back and think about, you know, what will be President Trump's legacy? Uh, but of course, when we look at those things, we start to think um, just a little more deeply about it and um, kind of a little bit closer to home, because mm-hmm. I think it's really easy. Again, I think it's really easy for us to just look at what will be the president's legacy or to talk yeah. about what the president has accomplished. And there are many <clears throat> things to discuss yeah. um, in that regard. But um, as you pointed out earlier, Will the Great, I think it's far more important for us to think about what our individual legacies will be as it pertains to our families, as it pertains to the call that God has on our lives. You know, what is it that the Lord wants us to leave as a heritage Mm -hmm. and as a legacy for our families? Um, Anyway, so we want to have a conversation around that today. But before we do that, I I know Mm -hmm. you and I were talking about just a little bit about what President Trump's legacy will be as he leaves office. Yeah. Um, did you want to share any of your thoughts or feelings around that today? Well, I, I still hold to um, my thought that when history is written, yeah. you know, down the line. Depends when, on who's writing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think yeah. when, when it's looked back, you know, upon, you mm-hmm. know, it's going to be like, man, he did, he did a lot of great things. He was a great president. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a lot of flaws. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But man, you know, you look at policy and things mm-hmm. like that. He did a lot. You know, yeah. we had problems with yeah. the opioid uh, addiction. Yeah. He tackled yeah. that. Man, the the, the uh, peace deals. I mm-hmm. mean, amazing. Mm-hmm. What he did yep. for the veterans. Yeah. I mean, it's just so many different things. What he what he stood for uh, as far as life is concerned yeah. and, and what he did with that. Um, it, there's so many things that he did. that was like, man, wow. We, we hadn't seen that. You know, uh, it was like a lot of first. Um yeah. And it, it is sad that, I, I, in my opinion, sad that it's, it's been marred by, like, a bunch of just controversy over the total uh, four years. Like, a lot it of stuff like that the was... the entire time. Yeah, the entire time. There was no let up. You know, even from the beginning when we were talking about when, and, and seeing articles about witches, <laughs> you know, casting spells and doing hexes and stuff like that. We talked about that when we was on Urban, mm-hmm. you know, and all the way through and see these different, you know, collusion, Russian collusion and all this stuff that, you know, it's like, man, you know. But I think when you look back and I think when we look back and really evaluate the policies and things that were done, mm-hmm. um, we we'll have to say, like, wow. For, you know, especially for a one term uh, president, he yeah. did a whole, whole lot. 
So, yeah, I mean, I think some of the things that will be a part of the legacy of of President Trump, you can see in some of the news stories I was reading about um, some of the immediate executive orders that are expected to be uh, signed by President Biden to effectively undo mm-hmm. what President Trump immediately do, uh, did and in going into um, when he went into office. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting. You know, I, I wonder if, um, you know, because I'm always looking at the spiritual implications of right. things, you know, right. the Lord, if believers are praying, you know, and I had this, I had this conversation at our local fellowship that um, as we were headed toward um, November elections, that it's amazing that you're going to have, Christians. And when I say this, I'm not using quotey fingers here. I'm I'm talking about people who genuinely um, love Jesus, right, and have accepted his sacrifice. But it was amazing for me to have this moment where you think that, you know, um, day after the election, you're going to have two kind of sets of Christians and um, one set. And it didn't it didn't matter what the outcome was. Mm-hmm. One set was going to be like, God told us no. Mm-hmm. And the other set, like, yay, he's heard our cry, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, crazy? it's just, it is, it is absolutely insane when you think about it. But it's just true, and and I Man. think that for the the genuine, like, faithful believer, <laughs> um, even when the Lord says no, mm-hmm. we must still say He has heard our cry. Yeah, like He yeah. He has to uh, He has turned His ear to us, right? Like tuned his ear to listen Mm -hmm. to us. Um, But at the same time, we have to trust the sovereignty of God that God knows what he's doing. So listen, we cannot say, and I think this is so important as Christians, right? I am bound by what I see clearly laid out in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. So I cannot say that God is sovereign over um, nations and that he uh, installs leaders and he deposes those leaders. Right. I can't say that right. if when the person that I'm hoping does not get into office gets in, I can't say what happened. <laughs> I mean, either God is sovereign overall or not at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have to, I think the wise thing to do is to then look back and to say, you know, okay, Lord, you know, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And how can I be a part of what you are doing? Amen. Not that I am commanding God, telling God what I think is best, right? Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. to ask, Lord, what are you doing? And how can I be a part of that? Like what, you know, what is my role in all of this? And again, all of those things are sort of, I, I would say that those are the ripple things that are out from where we have influence. Mm-hmm. But immediately our families are important. Um, if, you know, if they have not been important in any other time, yeah, I think they are important at this time. And you know, I would say this, you know, and there may be people who feel like they get exhausted that we constantly talk about family and, and oh and, man. But I, I tell you, that's the ball game, folks. Yep. That's and, where and everybody knows it except the person who exactly. is exhausted hearing about e- exactly. it. Exactly. Everybody the, knows it. The articles that we share, the things yep. that and, and showing how there's a grab. You know, mm-hmm. at our children, and that's right, man. They get it, they yeah. get it. But for a lot, a long time, the church has been pretty relaxed about mm-hmm. you know the discipleship in the home and the things like that. And we all have to do better. We mm-hmm. all have to do better. And that that's the ball game. That's the yeah. whole game. And and yeah. like you said, it's been understood by the wicked for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they mm-hmm. they have understood that we can get the kids, the children, and indoctrinate them. We we got it. You yeah, know, forget absolutely. about the parents. We we got we got we got the future. 
And yeah, so, and, and you know, I think I think we may be even getting a glimpse of that even right now. Will mm-hmm. great. Like, I, I think we are even seeing like we don't have to wait so much way, way down the line. I think we are seeing um, again. This goes back to our topic last couple of days, the sun rising on our choices, like and not just our choices, politically speaking. Right. But our choices for how our families are structured, the kind of care that is given to our families, the way we self govern. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm using that loosely because we know that the people of God are led by the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Right. But we are instructed to be self-controlled. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. there is a self governance that exists. And I think all of these things we have to kind of uh, come to terms with when we look at the state of where we live, because, you know, um, we have raised the people who make up the culture, you know what I mean, <laughs> who are involved in the politics. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like we would say in in New Orleans, you know, we would say that's your cheering. Mm. <laughs> that's right. your cheering. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. that's I mean, th- those are your children. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, let me just translate. But that's that's what we mean. You know, those yeah. are your children. And yeah. so um, anyways, we have to take responsibility for that. Right. So today the question is, um, what about legacy? What about legacy? Mm. Um, what matters uh, most at this moment right now mm-hmm. is are we living currently to leave the type of legacy for our families that uh, we hope mm. we are leaving? You know, and one of the things you talk about legacy, you know, I, th- th- something I've been challenged with uh, as of late mm-hmm. and, and, and partially because of some of our conversation yeah. is to not think only in the now mm-hmm. and what you're doing now. Like, mm-hmm. think generations ahead. Yes. Because generations has gotten us here. Like, That's you know, right. Yeah. We've gotten to this place because of what was done in previous generations. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. going forward, we got to think beyond where we are right now, mm-hmm. you know, in the present and think children and yeah. children's children and children, mm-hmm. you know, until Jesus comes back. That's right. What, That's what right. can we do now to begin to turn that tide? And, and it starts now. You know, we yeah. have this, you know, it should have started a long time. It shouldn't have stopped. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, you have to pick up somewhere. And I, I think we need to think that way generationally. I'm afraid that in the body of Christ or to say it um, more accurately, I'm I'm concerned that within the body of Christ, we make so little of the word of God that we don't understand the power contained therein. And we don't understand the great lengths, excuse the expression that God goes to for us to know him. Mm. He has, he has revealed himself to us, right? He has told us uh, what we need to know about him and it's contained in the scriptures. And Mm -hmm. so when we ignore the scriptures, when we don't read the scriptures, we don't understand that the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning. Mm-hmm. And among the things that we should learn um, is who God is, mm. right? Like, mm-hmm. behold your God. Like, we should know who he is. Yeah. He has made himself known to us. And so in setting all of that up, the point that I want to make is that right now where we are, and, mm-hmm. and man, it's really difficult for us to understand this because we we have kind of closed the door on the spiritual implications of how we live and the decisions that we make. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult for us to understand that even where we are right now um, in our nation, we are on the receiving end of choices made before we were even born. That's right. 
all of us. That's we right. are all on the receiving <laughs> end of choices made. And, and what we don't know, because we don't have the bird's eye view that the scriptures give us, right, about nations and what God has done, and in particular, Israel. We don't have the that bird's eye view. You know, we don't have the luxury of knowing the thoughts and the intents of a person's heart because the Lord allows us to see that when we read the scriptures. Mm -hmm. But for the United States of America, we don't have the luxury of having um, even though we read and study history. We don't know what that person was thinking in their heart, what they felt and what, you know, we don't know what God was endeavoring to do through that person where um, at a certain point they rebelled or they didn't take seriously the warning of God. Mm. Right. And so then what happens? You go a few generations and it seems like it's still OK. Yeah, I may not have done it exactly that way. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's OK. But then a few generations go by <laughs> and you're here. Right. And you're like, whoa. And so the question I think is, what kind of a track record does God leave about the way he deals with nations, the mm. way he deals with people? And yeah. again, we have to be very careful. I am not saying that we are Israel, not by a long shot. Right. However, what I am saying is that the one true and living God has made himself known to us. And he has done this through the scriptures. He mm -hmm. has revealed how he operates. He has revealed his sentiment towards sin. And rebellion, mm -hmm. that it does not, the, the guilty don't just get cleared, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, God has revealed this. And so I think it's important when we start talking about what we want to leave for our kids, what um, legacy we want to leave for them, we understand that God, and when I say understands, that seems so like, I, I don't I don't mean to like humanize God, you know what I mean? But God also understands legacy. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That what gets left behind for the generations to come. And I was looking at Psalm chapter 78, and mm -hmm. I really want our conversation to sort of revolve around this psalm because it <laughs> is a powerful it one. It really is. My goodness, it is a powerful psalm. And, and understanding that because it is a song does not sort of like lighten it. It's meant to have this weight to it. And, you know, it's said in song. So it's meant that you will remember it. You know, if you remember it in song, it's remembered long. Most <laughs> people can't just say their ABCs. They <laughs> mm -hmm. have to sing it. Yeah. You know, because we remember. So you have this psalm that is powerful. And what this psalm does in Psalm chapter 78, and we're going to look at it today, is that it implores the people of God to remember how God has operated among them. Yes. But also remember how you operated before God. Mm. And the psalm implores the reader Israel right mm -hmm. tell it to your children and and make sure that they will tell it to their children those yeah. who are not yet born yeah. that they will know how God operates we'll mm. grab the break and we'll be right back Aaron the Addison stay close Addison on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, not Stephen Malcolm and Natalie Grant, even louder. Our bro Richard is over in Studio CC, and we're going to open the phone lines up in the last segment to get your take on this conversation. The question is uh, what about legacy? What about legacy? You know, what are we doing right now that um, has huge implication uh, on 
the time that is to come. You know, it's so funny because sometimes when we think about legacy, we say, um, uh, what are we doing right now that's going to affect the future? Mm -hmm. As if there are some things that we can be doing right now that just have no bearing on the future. Like <laughs> there aren't any neutral actions, yeah, right? Even right. when you're not right. doing something that has an effect on the future, wow. right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just in the doing that affects mm -hmm. the future, but it's it's even in the absence of what you should be doing. Yeah. All of it has bearing on what happens in the future. And we understand this when we read the scriptures, like we can see this. And again, it's not like we try to paint ourselves into the story, but God has allowed us to understand hum humanity, right? He's allowed us to understand his dealing with humanity, his long suffering with humanity, his judgment on the acts of humanity, right? And so when we when we consume the scriptures and we're reading this, there is this big picture mm. that is painted for us of who God is. And that's how God designed it. Yeah. He wants us to know him. Amen. Right. Amen. So in Psalm chapter 78, mm -hmm. um, this is really interesting. We're going to have a conversation around this. When we think about legacy, hopefully by the end of this program, the right provocation is that we think about what we're doing right now as it pertains to the Lord God. Are we an obedient people? Do we get what God is doing in our midst? Do we respect and honor God, right? Do we have idols that we have erected in our own lives that, you know, we periodically retreat to, to worship? <laughs> These things become legacies that we will pass down to our children. Right, right. Like you don't really think about a legacy <laughs> in a negative term, yeah. right? Because you, because you're like legacy is like dun dun dun. It's like the heroic music plays when we say it. But if if your living now is bad, if it's poor, if your choices are poor, if if your decision making leaves something to be desired, that too is a legacy that gets passed down to your children, right? And the children after them until somebody jumps off the merry-go-round. Like right. somebody has to, you know, jump jump off it. And God is merciful. This happens in families, right? It, mm -hmm. it somebody breaks this sort of cycle, cycle. that yeah. has been, you know. Anyways, so look, this is Psalm chapter seventy-eight, and we're gonna we're gonna read a good bit of it and have a discussion around it, um, because it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's simply amazing. Psalm chapter seventy-eight. I'm gonna start at verse one. Um, a mascal of Asap. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our fathers have told us. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. He established a testimony in Jacob, and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children that the next generation might know them, mm. the children yet unborn wow. and arise and tell them to their children so <laughs> that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and that they should not be like their fathers, mm. a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. That is so important. Yeah. Listen, if you've ever had, you know, a conversation with someone in your family, like just think about in your natural family where, you know, there are rooms, so to speak, that nobody wants to talk about 
you know, we don't we don't want to go in those rooms to have conversations about <laughs> people in our family who mm. lived this way, yeah. right? Yeah. But but all of that has bearing on where the family is today. True. Like that all matters, right? Yep. And so what is this psalmist saying? The psalmist is saying you need to tell your children so that they tell their children so that those children tell their children all that God has done and mm. but don't stop there. Also make sure that when you tell your children and they tell their children and they tell their children, they speak of your behavior as well. (laughs) (laughs) So don't just tell of the mighty works that God did. Mm -hmm. Also tell about your unrepentant, (laughs) (laughs) rebellious, (laughs) doubting heart. Tell about how God pronounced judgment on that. And all of that becomes vital to these kids' knowledge, why? So that they don't repeat it. <laughs> so, so, because if if you just see, if you just teach about um, the wrath, if you just teach about, you know, this is what happened and, and these are the plagues and this is all, you know, if you just teach that, then you have a kid who grows up saying, okay, God exacts vengeance on people. Okay, great, <laughs> right? And And if you just teach about the bounty, well, God brought us out and he gave us this abundance. And, and look at this. We went into this land flowing with milk and honey. Then it's like, oh, God is Santa. Great. <laughs> right. But you have to put something in there in addition to those two things. Right. Which is a huge component determining how these other two things function. And that's your behavior. Mm. That is what you have that's done. Good. Yeah. And so this psalmist actually does that. He kind of takes them on a survey of their history. So when you tell this to your kids, you have to also tell about your rebellion. Yeah. You have to tell about how you have to tell the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. And when you tell the whole story. Right. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you something. Why is that so important for right now? It's important because we're in a moment where the where the church has to do a personal examination. Mm hmm. Where we have to say, what is our role in the country in which we dwell? The Lord has deposited us here. So what is our role? Then we have to ask the question, are we filling that role? Are, are we doing that? Have we kind of taken our eyes off the Lord in some way? Like what, what is it that we need to do different? Like have we abdicated our role as parents? Have we given that over? If we examine ourselves and we find that to be true, then as parents, we have to tell our kids, hey, listen, you know, I'm, I missed it. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand how important it was for me to do X. I, I missed it. I didn't get that me doing Y was sucking away time, keeping me from doing Z in your life. And so here is what happened. You you understand all of these things are important. Why? Because the kid then grows up and understands that his or her choices likewise have consequences. Yeah. Yeah. And that God does not close his eyes to the way we live before him because, oh, you know, Christ. (laughs) We are now living lives for the glory of God. Yeah. Everything that we do matters. There are no neutral actions. So then even the things we don't do matter. That's right. So this psalmist, this psalmist in, in, <laughs> in uh, chapter 78, man, this is just amazing. We were talking about it even in the short little break here. But um, I'm going to pick up with with um, with verse four, 14 because he goes into talking about what the Lord has done. And even though he's done some amazing things for his people, they are um, they doubt him. They don't have faith. Or they turn around and worship the things that he's given them. 
<laughs> rather than worshiping him. Right. Right. <laughs> and so God is gracious. He can't just ignore it. He can't just, he can't let that be right. Verse 14 in the daytime, he led them with a cloud and all the night with a fiery light. He split rocks in the wilderness and gave them uh, drink abundantly as from the deep. He made streams come out of the rock and caused waters to flow down like rivers. Yet they sinned still more against him, mm. rebelling against the most high in the desert. They tested God in their heart by demanding the food they craved. <laughs> they spoke against God saying, can God spread a table in the wilderness? He struck the rock so that water gushed out and streams overflowed. Can he also give bread or provide meat for his people? Therefore, when the Lord heard, he was full of wrath. Mm. A fire was kindled against Jacob. His anger rose against Israel because they did not believe in God and did not trust his saving power. Wow. Guys, we're having a moment in our country where we're asking the, the question, like, how do we get to here where we are? And instead of us regrouping and going back to the cross, like going back to Christ, it is, okay, what am I going to do next? I got to, it's, it's, it's not the Lord's saving power. It's our saving. So what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? Mm -hmm. Where even in this, there is a type of hardness of heart that we can't recognize because that's just how we've always operated. It's just, you know, we just do, we just pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. In some instances, we make the boots, put the straps in and then pull ourselves up. Rather than understanding that we fall on the mercy of God and say, Lord, what are you doing? What are you doing? And remember, the psalmist is saying, tell this to your children. But he is also saying, make sure you include your role in this. Have you made God small in your eyes? <laughs> Have you diminished who God is? Have you trusted in your own strength? Yeah. Have you scorned the provision of God? Or have you thought that the provision of God was your own doing? Mm -hmm. And that it would be your own doing that would maintain it? If this is true, we have to have this moment of reckoning, right? And this is in our own families. Yeah. Where we say, man, you know, I really, I really jogged off course here. And you can see, even in this, we just read God's anger at his people's unbelief. Yeah. You know, after all. Yeah. And, and look, and I'm not saying that in a pious way because we do the same thing. Come on. That's right. You know, after all that has been done, let's just let's just say in, in our country, after mm -hmm. all that's, you know, had, has transpired, you know, to make America what it is. And, you know, uh, after all that's been done in our lives as, as Christians, as people, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. man, do we are we questioning, you know, God's power? Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we do the same type of thing. You know? Look, and, and let me tell you, if we doubt the severity of the temptation to to either do for ourselves or to think that we can do for ourselves, that we are um, independent of God, that, you know, it's, it's really just it's us. And we just sprinkle a little God on it because that's the legacy or the history of our nation. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm -hmm. us. And then, you know, God becomes sort of like the Tony's. You know what I mean? You put you to bring out the flavor <laughs> yeah, of us, yeah. right? If you doubt how severe this is, just again, check the scriptures. When Satan appears to Jesus to tempt him in the wilderness, one of the temptations is, hey, you're hungry. Why don't you go ahead and turn the stones into bread? What does the temptation provide for yourself? You can do it. Mm. You don't need God. Provide for yourself. 
And so often this temptation is so subtle that in the United States of America, we this is in our DNA that we just do. We get our people in office. We turn out voters. We we and then when all of a sudden all of that is like, whoa, hold on a second. We're having a moment. We're like, we don't know what to do because we're just so used to turning stones into bread. Mm. When the Lord is like grabbing our attention and, and saying, listen, you you actually have, you know, <laughs> you actually have dough that needs your attention over here. Right. It's your offspring. It's your children who are coming up who don't know who I am, who can't provide a defense for the faith, who can't give a reason for the hope that lies within, within them. And we're like, no, but, 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 but no, that's not it. You know, that's not it. <laughs> if we can just get some of these dirty politicians out and, you know, and then our kids come along because um, we don't turn our attention to them. And unfortunately for us, um, they become the dirty politicians. What am I saying? I'm saying that the Lord has left a track record for us. He's shown us who he is. He's told us about his goodness and his mercy, but he's also told us about his judgment of sin and rebellion and idolatry and turning away from him. When we turn away from him, we get what we deserve. These things that have been held back, those things then come upon us. And so how do we turn? This is, this is a ship that is huge and it is moving. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a train that is going. Yeah. How do you, how do you stop it? How do you turn it around? It's not going to be this quick, abrupt sort of like jerky thing that you do. It's going to require great attention. It's going to require kind of like the slow transformation where we get back to this posture of humility before God. For many of us, it's going to be that we're going to need to hear quite a few Jeremiads. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we're going to we're going to need to hear quite a few yeah. weeping prophets yeah. who tell us, hey, turn back to yeah. God. You've forgotten God. We had to have this even in this country. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is where you get, you know, the sinners at the hands of an angry God. <laughs> because when we forget God, it is unloving. For God to allow us to continue in that way. Amen. It is loving for God to grab our attention. When you have people who are telling you that their desire, if they could have it their way, this is Miki's words, but if they could, if they could have it their way, their desire would be to wrestle your kids away from you and put them in re-education camps. That's, I mean, that's saying And this. you think that you're just like, oh, but I mean, <laughs> but because America, that can never happen. <laughs> okay. Right. But now here you have the desire is revealed to you. What are you going to do about that? Right. You just say, well, that's we just in our own strength. We won't let that happen. It don't work How do like you that. Fall on the mercy of God <laughs> and say, Lord, equip me to teach and to train our kids, yeah. my kids. Lord, help me. Yeah. In my own house. Lord, what is my legacy? Like when your kids talk about you, you know, because one day you will have greats in front of your name, depending on how the <laughs> Lord, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like you want you you right now, your will. Okay, one day you're going to be Grandpa Will. <laughs> and then after that, great grandpa and great great grandpa. You, you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Even when you're question, gone, you still going to be. They'll yeah. still be talking about you. You yeah. still talk about your greats. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so the question is, what will they say about yep. you, though? That's true. We don't think about, you know, man, we don't give enough thought to the generation that is coming after us and how so much of what we do or don't do right now is laying a foundation for them. It's either a good one or it's a bad one. Right. 
It's either built on trust and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ or your own efforts. One of them doesn't stand up. We all know which one it is. Aaron <laughs> the Addisons, American Family Radio. We'll be right back. He commanded the skies above and opened the doors of heaven and he rained down on them manna to eat and gave them the grain of heaven. Man ate of the bread of the angels. <laughs> he sent them food in abundance. Man, come on, man. That's angel food. Okay. All right. um, verse 26. This is Psalm chapter 78. He caused the east wind to blow in the heavens and by his power, he led out the south wind. He rained meat on them like dust, mm. winged birds like the sand of the seas. He let them fall in the midst of their camp, all around their dwellings. Mm. Man, you know, in the South, you know, I mean, <laughs> you talk, it's raining chickens, y'all. <laughs> y'all better heat up some grease. <laughs> Man, verse 29, and they ate and were well filled. For he gave them what they craved. Mm. But before they had satisfied their craving, while the food was still in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them, and he killed the strongest of them and laid low the young men of Israel. In spite of all this, they still sinned. Mm. Despite his wonders, they did not believe. So he made their days vanish like a breath and their years in terror. When he killed them, they sought him. They repented and sought God <laughs> earnestly. They remembered that God was their rock, the most high God, their redeemer. But they flattered him with their mouths. They lied to him with their tongues. I'm going to stop there. Welcome back to mm. Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And that was uh, Mercy Me with Even If. We're talking about Legacy. Uh, what about legacy? What What is it that you are hoping that you leave behind for your kids? What What is your legacy? What do you want your legacy to be? And what are you doing right now to secure that? What are you doing right now? Like, it's really great, I think, for us to have like, man, you know, I really want my kids. I want this. I want that. But what are the choices that we're making right now? So that, you know, in the generations to come, mm -hmm. when you are spoken of, your posterity will speak of this. Yeah. <laughs> Join the conversation with us. Here's the number 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, should mm -hmm. we share the question that you and I have been pondering for the last few days? This this deep question that I I oh, raised yeah, this question sure. to you. I was reading in this book, yes. <laughs> Do Your Children Believe? Yeah. And boy, is it is it a, you know, anyway, here's the question. The question is, if God, um, if God appeared to you and asked, what do you want me to do for you so that you can do the one thing that you want to do, what would you ask him to do? <laughs> what is the one thing that you want me to do for you so that you can do the one thing that you want to do? What would that be? What would you ask of God? 
And I, man, I read this question. And I was like, man, because you, you, you got to whittle it down. Number one, it's one thing, right? So mm-hmm. obviously it's got to be the most important thing. So then it begs like the question, well, what is the most important thing that you want done? Because that will tell you what you want God to do. Right. And I will tell you, even as you start to think about this, there, it, none of it falls under the category of anything that kind of gets burned up. Right. Like none of, I mean, if you think about what we would ask God to do for us so that we can do that one thing (laughs) that we desire to do, I mean, that's, you know, anyway, (laughs) behold, everyone feel the weight of this question as we have felt the weight of it over the last (laughs) few days. We we keep batting it around and talking about it. And, And like, you know, because here's the thing, when you answer that question, then you also have to start kind of moving and behaving in a way that shows that what your request is, is number one, genuine, but number two, that you really are trying to get there, right? That you re- that's really what's important to you. You really want to see that thing happen. Mm-hmm. And I think so often we are, you know, not really given to exploring the one thing, you know? Um, yeah. Cause then we're accountable for trying to, Ooh. to live it out, you know, to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're on the hook. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anyway, okay, you want to talk to us. The number is 888-589-8840. We are talking about legacy. And there's so many different places that we could go with that um, that I think, you know, might be easier for some of us to talk about. Mm-hmm. But it's more difficult to think of our own personal legacies. It's more difficult to think of what it is that we want to see happen in our families and how we ought to live now, Right. What is that thing that's important to you that when your posterity speak of you, right? When you are discussed and, and, or when, and you're no longer even in existence, right? <laughs> when they discuss you, yeah. what do you want them to say? Man. I mean, that's, that just to me, seems so important, right? It seems to be one of those things that it's like, oh my goodness, why don't we give more thought to this? We should. I mean, that's very, very important in the context, you know, of being a follower of Christ, we should desire to have a legacy that is, you know, uh, good. You know, cause like you said, everything that we we do is going to be, <laughs> you know, uh, shown in the future. That's right. You know, but That's man, right. that we through our, you know, generations that, that will follow us, man, that would uphold, you know, mm-hmm. what uh, we've uh, set in motion, you know, through the power of God. And I, and, I, and I think that's something that we have to think about. You know, like I said before, generations, generations, like what are we living for now uh, and understanding, you know, the far reaching effects that it will have. Yes, yes, yes. Man, may we give it the full weight that it deserves. Will the great, shall we go to the phone lines? Yes, let's go to uh, Trey, Trey in Mississippi. Hi, Trey. Hey there. Um, I just wanted to say that y'all are a blessing every single day. You can really tell that you know, you're, you're in tune with the Holy Spirit. So I just want to thank y'all for that. First off. Thank you. Um, and I was, I was reading Jeremiah 18 and 19, Mm. uh, a few days ago. And it just, it, it just blew me away and took me, you know, I see a lot of people in disbelief of what's happening Mm -hmm. and we, we deserve this 100%. Um, you know, I, I came up in, you know, in church every Sunday and, the world had me the other six days of the week when I was in mm. public school. And, and I just don't think people think about the generations like y'all are talking about. And yeah. the last thing I'm going to say is I just think we all just need to pray that mm-hmm. 
that he prepares us to be able to stand strong and tall and bold. And mm-hmm. that's really all I got to say. And I just I thank you all for what you all do every day. God well, bless thank you, Trey. Trey. Thank you so Amen. much for that encouragement. And thank you for calling in. And I, I'm telling you, not only that the Lord prepares us, right, that right now we as parents and grandparents and however we fall, that we are prepared, but that we also right now in the moment mm. are preparing our children, Amen. that we are equipping we our children. To. We have to. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the great, where do we go next? Okay. Let's go to uh, Michael in Arkansas. Hi, Michael. Hey, how are you guys today? Doing Hello. good. Uh, I just, um, the question that you proposed a moment ago, you know, what if you could ask God for one thing, uh, then what would you have him do? Uh, for me, that I only have one child. My wife had a miscarriage before him and three after. So I just always pray that he'll grow up and be like David, a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing that I could ask him for is the wisdom to raise him that way. Mm. especially in today's turmoil yeah man that's big that's man big that's yeah man that's great that's great man you know that the lord would give us wisdom yes. right in the rearing of oh, our children man. that's huge man that is so huge and just to tack, tack on to what michael was saying that's something that i consider i've been reading a lot in uh jeremiah uh jeremiah um and also in daniel and like man I, I, my mind constantly goes back to what were daniel's parents and what were they like you know Mm -hmm. and 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 his companions man they had them ready for babylon you know Mm -hmm. and i'm like man god i want my kids to be able to stand you know because there were other kids who went ahead and ate the different diet that was presented to them Mm -hmm. but these there was something different there was something that they they understood you know um god's command as far as their diet Mm-hmm. But they listened and they mm-hmm. wouldn't move from it. And God mm-hmm. gave them wisdom wow. on how to, you know, interact with the people in Babylon so that they can, you know, continue to honor God. Amen. They had Amen. wisdom. And we're talking about kids. Yeah, that's right. Man, so, you know, yeah. so like like Michael was saying about David, you know, just praying for wisdom on how to raise up his uh, son to be you know, to have that type of resolve and to follow the Lord, like, man, yes, yeah, you know, I, I, feel, I felt that, man. So, yeah. Because you think about it, um, these these boys who were captives could have had many excuses. Yeah. Like, well, we have to do this because, I mean, we're slaves. Right. You know I mean? We have to do this because we don't have any rights. Right. right? But even in that, they still they had, um, the man, had this love and, and this wisdom mm-hmm. to live uprightly, to walk uprightly before the Lord. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Where do we go next, Will the Great? All right, let's go to uh, Mickey in North Carolina. That's right, Mickey? Yes. Okay. Hello. Hello to all of you. I I give you praise. Give God the praise for you because I just enjoy listening to you and your family and the uh, effort to keep your children involved. And I was listening to your son the other time that you had him on but I just want to say, um, keep up the good work because God is just blessing through what you're speaking. It's, a, it's the right time to talk about those things that you're speaking about now. 
Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you so much for that encouragement, Mickey. We appreciate Mm -hmm. it. You know, and and I will say this. I think even our our first call, our brother Trey, who called in, I really think that the spirit of God is really leading the people of God. Right. Mm -hmm. Because there are so many people that you talk to who there's like a confirmation. Right. Where where believers, genuine believers are like, hey, this is exactly what the Lord is stirring in my heart. Like there is confirmation. And that's how the Lord works as well. Right. right. Not these lone rangers sort of out there just, well, this is my word. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? The Mm -hmm. Lord begins to impress upon the heart of his people what he wants to say. Yeah. So thank you so much for that encouragement, Mickey. All right. Let's go to George in Ohio. Hi, George. Hey, how are you? Good. 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 Um, I want to ask you permission if to talk to you about what you the topic that you had yesterday. Absolutely, okay. go right ahead. Um, you know, I got a, a different understanding. You know, um, that maybe you guys don't like would mm-hmm. like that what I'm gonna say, but I also <laughs> is a <laughs> it is you know like um, we're talking about you know like gender and everything like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And sure. then I put it. The way that I put it to my daughters and, you know, in my family is like, it's a gift of God, you know, that you can feel like a man. If you're a woman, you feel like a man. A man, you can feel like a woman, right? And the way that I see it is, um, uh, how many times have you heard joking around saying like, oh, I don't, I don't understand this lady, you know, I don't understand my wife, I don't understand women, and it's a lot of joke about that. But you imagine if you, for real, you will feel like a woman, like these people, this guy has saying that they feel like a woman. Mm-hmm. And that's a gift from God for you to trip, to treat your wife, your girlfriend, you know, even better. Because if you understand them and, and can feel like them, it's even better because, you know, it's easy to, for you to go along. Hey, George, I really appreciate you calling. Can I, I want to ask you a question, George. I, I, I'm so grateful that you called in today and I appreciate the humility in your uh, question and then your comments. Um, George, are you a Christian? Are you a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Do you believe that the word of God is authoritative? Like, do you believe that the word of God is true? Of course, yeah. Okay. Okay. So do you believe that God has made us in his image, male and female in his image, each one of us, each of us reflecting something of, of who God is in in the way we've been designed? Yes. Yeah. So, so do you think that there really are dark forces that want to mar the image of God in man? Do you think that that is real or do you think that's kind of just like, you you do. Yeah, okay. that's true. Yeah. So here I is what I would true. here is what I would say, George. God does not um make mistakes in communicating who he is to us, mm-hmm. right? So the fact that we are made in the image of God, each of us image bearers, but there is something incredible about what God does in male and female, each of us reflecting something of who God is, right? Like he brings the the husband and the wife together and there's one picture that is painted there. It's a picture of Christ in the church. And this is very interesting. And there's a whole topic that we can do on that. But let me say this. I would be very careful in thinking that a person who presents a caricature 
an exaggeration of femaleness or an exaggeration of maleness, that that is some sort of um, understanding of what it is to be a woman or what it is to be a man. And we have to also be careful that we do not co-sign people's destruction by validating a confusion that puts them in opposition to God. Mm-hmm. Remember, when we are in agreement with Satan, the liar, the deceiver, the one who's been sinning from the beginning, when we are in agreement with him, we're in disagreement with God. And that is a very dangerous place to be. All right, we're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.